Even snowboarding? You don't wear you don't wear a pair of underpants under the snowboarding? Only sometimes. Wow. It has to be bitterly cold. I hate that feeling. I, I don't know why. I love that feeling. Yeah, I, don't, I love I, the feeling yeah. wearing long underwear. That's I don't crazy. like long It's like the best feeling. All, not oh. at all. I, I've done it a few times when I was riding on a motorcycle because it gets like just your jeans are too thin. It gets too cold. Why don't we call them short Johns? Why don't we have short Johns? Would be great. To why do they call like, them Johns? Yeah, like, that's my thought. Like, like, where do the Johns It's warm from? enough for summer, but... You know, it's still too cold for summer. So I'm going to wear short johns under my shorts. Yeah. It's just, like a mix. I'm I just want to keep really. my cheeks warm. <laughs> just the cheeks. You know when the wind blows up in those bigger shorts? Yeah. Oh, I need yeah. Short I, like that. I like that. I need short johns for that. Have you seen sure. those workout shorts that have that liner? Yeah. yeah. hate those. I have a pair. I despise I those. That I was, bought a pair and immediately sent them back. It's funny you say I that. Like, Ugh. I remember that being big in the 80s and 90s uh, where you'd wear like the, you know, whatever, some yeah. sort of... I don't even know what those were, like kind of shorts they were. They're now under Compression shorts. But they weren't compression shorts. Skorts. They were skorts. They were skorts. Now, what were the ones that in the 80s they wore for biking? Uh, oh, like spandex. the biker shorts? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spandex. Yeah. Their spandex shorts were huge, and so you'd wear them underneath your basketball shorts. Everybody wore that. It was yeah. so weird. Yeah. I just realized, like, we wore two pairs of shorts. Isn't it funny how the length of shorts has changed over the years? Like, because, you know, in the 70s, they were, like, dudes would wear, like, Totally short Daisy Duke looking, yep. ba- like basketball shorts. Yep. The basketball players, mm-hmm. short shorts, and then like then they got super long, and you just kind of like the they so, just changed over the years. Like so, I'm in the era where that transition happened in high school from the really short shorts. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so weird, like you know. Yeah. What I mean? And what it started with were kids because uh, I went to an all black high school, and so they were just sagging. They weren't long shorts, so they're just sagging really short shorts. Oh, how funny. So they're really funny, right? So they're just, they're just pushing their really short shorts down, and then they obviously started making longer shorts. Uh, sagging is a trend that not only did I never do, I never got. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. it. I don't. I still sag. I, st- I sagged a little bit. I, I don't want to feel yeah. like my pants are when falling I skated. Down. Never. Yeah. I sag to this day. At the gym every day, every sweat pair of sweatpants. It's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I just grew up doing it. It's so, it looks, I, there was a dude, I made a comment just the other day, we were driving by, and then. A dude was walking down the street, and they were like, they were closer to his knee than they were his waist. Yeah. Yeah. But he had to hold them, so he was holding them with one hand because otherwise they would fall. And I'm like, what are you? Like, Did you see the guy on Reddit wearing 300 pairs of pants? <laughs> no, I he saw the sagging, shirt guy. He was he, uh... 300, and he was like, he wasn't trying to break a record. He was walking around the neighborhood. No, he was. No, not. he was. He was. He was walking around the neighborhood, and he was just, just he was, he was shuffling. It's so weird. Like, this guy's wearing 300 pairs of pants. Do you see the kid who did the t-shirt challenge and just kept putting on the t-shirts, you know? And then he got uh, pretty far in. He was like 150, 200 shirts in or something. And then he panicked and couldn't get out of the shirts. Oh, no. And he was losing his mind. Yeah, it's and like I'm a straight jacket. It's 100%. And he, like, literally had a panic attack because <laughs> he couldn't get out of the shirts. That's great. <laughs> That's amazing. It's it pretty is funny. A, it's like, this is fun. Whoa. Wait. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. That feeling of this is fun to panic is something I've had many times, and I think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, no, I'm having fun rock climbing. Oh, God, I'm going to die. <laughs> or like terrible. you're wrestling, and all of a sudden there's like 20 people, and then you're on the bottom. You're like, this is fun. This isn't fun. Totally. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Wrestling in the water. We used to wrestle in pools I all the time. in the water Oh, so dude. I'm not good when I'm getting held underwater. No. I start to freak out. I, I'm, I'm reaching. I'm, I'm, I'm punching you in the and I'm oh. biting him. He's like, why is this happening? Yeah, <laughs> why are you freaking out? I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> Come on. He bit me. He had my <laughs> in his hand. <laughs> and now that he's out of the water, he's still holding my <laughs> and biting me. It's <laughs> 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 all freaking out. <laughs> that, is, that, is literally, that is literally how I fist fought when I was younger. 
Like if all of a sudden like someone had position on me, I'm biting you. Dude. I'm doing. I'm horrible. I was horrible. The it biting. was not like I was just anything. That's a normal thing though. When you're a kid, it's so funny. You have to be taught not to bite someone because you're like, what? It's another weapon. It's actually probably my best weapon. You're, Scratching and biting makes oh yeah. sense. Your your arm is near me. I don't think I'm you can, biting your arm. I don't think you can qualify biting as a fist fight though. Well, that? no, no. You, it's it's when you're doing. All of a sudden, you get to ground. Yeah. And all of a sudden, somebody's on top of you, and they have position. And so now you're like, oh, no, now I'm biting you. Oh, absolutely. I remember we were wrestling with uh, a buddy of mine who's like top-tier wrestler. The dude's a stud. And there was like four of us wrestling him. And he was much bigger. He was older. And he hated mustard. <laughs> and I know this is <laughs> that's weird. A great, that's a great line. He hated mustard to the point where he like, it, it was a visceral response. I don't know why. I'm like, who hurt you with mustard, son? Okay. Like, it was very weird. So we pinned him down, being the wonderful kids that we are, and we're like, we're going to shove mustard in his face. So we pin him down, grab the mustard bottle, and the guy goes to put it. It was my other buddy goes to put it in his mouth. He got too close, and he lashes out, bites his arm before he can get the mustard in, and wouldn't let go because he's like, no, if I like... And my other buddy is screaming (laughs) bloody murder because he's biting so hard. And we're like, dude, stop biting him. And he's like... And he's like freaking out. So eventually we have to get up because he will not let go. Totally drew blood, like a decent amount of blood. Wow. He was biting so hard. I'm like, oh, that might be the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Okay. It the, was freaky. There is a girl at our church in LA who had the same idea with bananas. Like what, if, if it, there what? was a banana in the room, she would go running out of the room, like terrified of bananas. Of bananas. And of course, being the sensitive person yeah, I am 100%. to mental health, uh, I kept bananas on hand all the time. Yeah. Is this the same? Because you had a woman, you had a lady in that church that would run out anytime you started a microwave. Yeah, too, that right? was that was more because like a choice. This other girl. Like, yeah, had like a phobia. No, it was, it was she was afraid of bananas. Welcome uh, to You Won't Hate It. We talk about life through the lens of pastors at the length of a cigar. I'm Josh. I am Ryan. I'm Floyd. I'm Joe. I've been beat into submission. Been shamed oh. into saying my name. <laughs> Praise God. Which celebrities are the kindest and most humble and haven't allowed their fame to change their character. Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, obviously. It's like, why even nope. ask the He's question? <laughs> the top comment says, "Buddy from Airbud." <laughs> <laughs> no, they're right. <laughs> they're right. That's so good. <laughs> Although he's one of nine. Yeah, it's that's buddies. a good one. Uh, Mr. Uh, Someone says, "Mr. Rogers." Yeah, Mr. Rogers. Maybe. I, man, I just heard an interview with him. Mr. All, Rogers is like all my perception, hero, right? Obviously, oh, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. know them, so it's just our perceived. Mr. Rogers is legitimately like a hero of mine. I think he was the most amazing guy. He fought like he did things that were subversive that people didn't know until later and after he died. The guy was amazing. I really thought you were going to say he fought someone. He I was like he fought. I'm like who? Who did he fight? He, he fought Brock. He fought he, Brock, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at I, the time, Brock Lesnar was like four, so it was not <laughs> as kind. It was still a fight. It was an even oh, fight. Yeah. Brock Lesnar was even. Right. Brock at four must have just been a beast. But he was on an interview with David Letterman. It's the it's. I felt bad because I'm like, oh, here's this guy. Like, Mr. Rogers, I love this guy so much. He does the interview. It's the worst interview you've ever seen. I'm sure. Because he's not playing a character. Because he's, and he's, that's his actual persona. And he's there because he cares. He's not like, he's not entertaining. So they're trying to like ask funny, entertaining questions. And he's like, uh, no, that's not how it went. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) that's not, you're not entertaining (laughs) at all. Do do, I've just seemed to remember him sounding way different than that. No, no, this is how it sounded. (laughs) That's that's actually, that's the guy from Family Guy. That's pretty accurate. Wait, uh, oh, that is. Um, 
Oh, what is I don't know which character name. is that. I don't know. He's the guy that says he has he a goes, vest. He goes. He, he has a vest he, on. Yeah, oh, the like uh, Christian camp counselor type guy. He's like, is not is not the dude you're talking no, about? No, yeah, that it's voice the, is used a few times. Guy's like, he's like, he's like, he's like. I want another sarsaparilla. He's he, he always making those weird things. I don't know. Okay. Uh, everybody do your best, Mr. Rogers. We're going to do the rest of the episode in our Mr. Rogers ah, impersonation. Ooh. Why is he so Southern? Yeah, Why both of you guys good. are... Yeah. Yours, is, yours is just weird. Yours okay. is Southern. Let's hear yours. I don't no, understand. Well, here, Floyd. Oh, one by Floyd, one. Floyd can't. I don't know that I have that. Well, you got to try yeah, a little try. bit. Yeah, try. And keep you using your voice. Keep it's using a little... Voices. It's a little. Uh, Don't describe it. Just do it. No, you gotta, you gotta believe just, in yourself. I'm trying to formulate it. it in my head. You gotta believe no, in yourself. You have to believe in your heart. Oh my gosh! That just you do are a voice. the type of man. I, I don't do voices. Talk to your oh. hand puppets. All right. I guess you I'll do my next. You gotta try it a little okay. bit. Okay, uh, Mr. Rogers, like this. What up, my little? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty close. Well, that that was, it's gonna be close. That was pretty. I was that was before. I'm encouraging now. That was Mr. Rogers. So that was pretty good. You know what? You're my little. And that's, that's what's good. That's my morning voice. That's a lot of beeping in yeah. a podcast <laughs> in a short Especially amount of Especially when you're doing Mr. Rogers. <laughs> that's a, a Mr. Rogers. He's never been beeped so much in his life. Hang I on a second. Know. The mailman's in here. What's up? <laughs> they actually did talk about in the interview, uh, they talked about Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. Uh, How Eddie Murphy's parody. How could they not? And, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. And David Letterman was like, you know, it's got to be a big deal. Like, it's got to be honoring. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I met him once. That's you're like, okay, you're not doing this interview any justice. Like, it's not good. It was pretty funny. The number, the number one thing I loved about, well, Mr. T on Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood was amazing. Amazing. But every time the door, somebody knocked on the door. Who is this? Who is it? Was so good. So good. <laughs> that was, This is how we answer the door in my neighborhood. <laughs> Who is this? Was so funny. It's so good. When I first heard that, I lost my mind. I was so like, good. genius. How about surprising? So Keanu seems obvious. Is there anybody that you've heard? You're like, no way. They're actually cool, and I didn't think they were. Hmm. They say uh, Ellen DeGeneres was just a sweetheart in okay. real life. I didn't know she, that. No, that was a joke. Oh. She's like the worst well, okay. human That's, ever. Um, you had me. They talked. She, I think she got fired, right? Yeah, they like, canceled the show. They canceled the show because she was such a terrible person. Okay. Well, I thought they. I thought the show just ran its course. She's actually coming to the Daily Wire now. No what? way is yeah. she going to the Daily it's, Wire. Yeah, it's all over Facebook. What? I don't even Which believe it. Which means it's yeah. totally true. Yeah. Well, if it's on Facebook, it has well, to be I true. Well, I mean, the fact that someone's even proposing that is fascinating. Uber conservative. Uber Right wing news outlet. I would well, never might, picture her as being conservative. Is that, is I mean, she could right? be. I think that idea. Jordan Peterson is now on. Yeah, yeah that's the Daily Wire. It's Ben Shapiro's oh, brainchild. Right. I will pay money to watch Jordan Peterson and Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, my gosh. That to. would actually be entertaining. Yeah. I honestly would like to hear her perspective. Well, like, now I do. I'm like, I'm dying to hear if what she, you think. If she'd go on the Daily Wire, that'd wow. be... I would actually want to hear, just because it's intriguing. Yeah. There, man... People are smart. That's I, a smart move, to be honest. We think know, about it. You know, it's funny is we. I typically only hear about all the people who are terrible. I don't really get a lot of like we get the Keanu because people yeah. can well, help us tell true. those stories. There's so many of them. Well, and because it's such a rarity, right? Right. Because the truth is, you give anybody that much fame, you gotta get a little bit weird. Well, you yeah, have to, you right? Do. Come on. Did you hear? Did you hear um, the speech? I don't know if it, I think it's old, but it was going around. Who the guy, who's the guy who played Tony Stark? I'm blanking on his name. RDJ. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, was thanking Mel Gibson. That was intriguing. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that old, though. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it wasn't super no, old. He, I guess, I don't know if he's his official sponsor, but basically helped him get sober and yeah. that, that track. You know, Britney it was like, Spears was did a the Golden same, Globe same or something thing? like that? About Spears, Mel about Gibson? Mel Gibson. Yeah, brought her, brought her down to the ranch to try to help her. Wow. Wow. So, like, there's a few of those stories about him, which is fascinating. I trip out because... 
and I'm not, this isn't in defense of Mel Gibson. I don't know the guy. I can't defend him if I wanted to. He, he has like a, I mean, probably more than a moment, but it's just like, he just has a break. He yeah. loses his mind and at he one was point. drinking. Right? And he was drinking. And so right. it, was, it was terrible. And what he did was terrible. But it's like, it's he is so a, brutal. It, it really is. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of, you have this horrible incident that everybody hears. And yet you had all these other good things you did. And now all, it's all doesn't matter. Of, no, it doesn't matter. It's no. so weird. And, and again, it. not in defense of Mel Gibson, take him completely out of it. If somebody recorded me in my worst moment, oh. I lose everything. Oh, 100%. Okay. You, know, you, this, you lose this everything. Pod, I mean, I quick. lose. Yeah. You I don't have as much done, to lose. You're you know, done the, real quick. The, and the difference is that from you and them, honestly, I don't think you lose everything. I really don't. Because no. he went super racist. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. As I, I definitely the, wouldn't go super so racist. So you'd go, like, people would be like, oh, I'm surprised the, about some things, but yeah. they would never, it would never be, it'd never be anything where the world condemns it. Yeah, there might be some Christians would say, wow, that surprised me. But yeah. the rest of the world would be like, what, he's a dude, he's a guy. You it's know? kind of fun, too, to be like, I was thinking about this recently, uh, and I'm not going to by any means. It was just a, a passing thought of like running for office and how they, mm. dig, they dig up all your dirty secrets in the past. They try and flood those everywhere. And uh, my sister, who works in politics, was actually saying that somebody was running. So both sides, even the side that she's on, uh, digs up all the dirt so they know what to defend. And so everybody's holding all this stuff in the wings, and they're just waiting for the right time to release all the dirt on mm -hmm. you. And I was thinking, like, man, what dirt would they dig up on me? And it's mm. like, he was mean when he was a kid. Because when I was a kid, I was a jerk. Yeah. So I tried to think, and I was like, what's the worst they would get? When you were a kid? I don't know. Like, what Especially would... <laughs> in terms of, again, in terms of church versus politics. Like, there'd be church stuff <clears throat> that maybe they could dig up that maybe some Christians would be like, yuck. But the politics stuff, there's nothing in your life where the politicians... Would That's like, what I, I was wondering. It. I actually feel weird because I'm like, how do they have dirt on every one of... The, every politician has like this gross secret that comes out. And I'm like, is that, is that everybody or is that just because they're a weird group of people? Because honestly, if you get into politics, there's a part of me that's like, you're a little bit of a narcissist, right? Yeah. Like a little bit. I'm not saying you're horrible. I do think it's odd that they have record of it. Because if you're talking about like your right. time in high school... Thank you. It's like, well... He, uh, everything looks good, solid guy, except his time in high school. Like, how'd they know? Right. They interview well, everyone he interacted with. How about old sermons where you were more conservative or more evangelical? I always think that's where they'd go after me. They'd go uh, after some old sermons how's, where I was uh, super how's conservative. And they would be... And they what do you think... Was, I'm trying to find that post. Though. What do you uh, think is the terrible thing... In a sermon, what what like what's the word? Because I can't think of any anything bad. I mean, I mean, I was I harsh. Would, maybe I would never say anything bad, but probably just more just conservative views on things that are considered bad now in culture. Like just, you got more political? No, no, I didn't get more political, but probably just stances on LGBTQ, where I was just kind of working it out. Like what oh, I thought interesting. About things. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe I delivered those more harshly twenty yeah. years ago. I don't know. You, you know, know what I, mean? I think a big difference is too that if somebody I can't remember saying that in a sermon. But if I did and somebody brought that up, I would so easily go, oh, yeah, you know how you've changed your mind about things in the past? As have I. Right. Like, yeah. I said something that I now think is false. Right. I, have I a wouldn't bunch stick of that. to my guns. Right. So, like, 
like Ellen DeGeneres coming to the Daily Wire. It's false. Apparently, they were talking about. Oh, it is her. false. Is that yeah, true? It's well, they were. There was a. I saw a Daily Wire like an ad with her on it, and I was like, "Is she coming to the Daily Wire?" But it's actually they're just talking about the the show coming to an end and oh, okay, and the okay. reasoning behind it. So, so no way did you get misinformation on Facebook? Shocking. First well, time ever. Well, I mean, and it probably was just the fact that I didn't care that much, so I scrolled by it and made an assumption of. Oh, the, how funny! Uh, that's yeah, yeah. And then so, decided to share it publicly. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> don't kill right got me no i'm a little Ryan. flummy today uh <laughs> this actually brings up a good point you were eating cottage cheese and and peaches the entire time. i don't know why i'm not i'm flummy and drinking milk i was drinking <laughs> heavy whipping cream also drinking phlegm. I was with my <laughs> i was drinking heavy whipping cream. Yes. uh i was thinking about this earlier uh why is it so difficult for us to change our stance or our mind or our opinion on something. Mm. Because it's kind of like in the, in the past, like I actually think we as a church do that pretty well. I say this where is if we get new information. Group. Yeah, I think, yeah. We, I think we're pretty movable. But why, is, why, are, why do we feel movable and we hold our opinions loosely? And why does it seem like other people are so strict and staunch on their Because you've never views? seen anybody else move well. I want to tell you, like, so for me, oh, I saw you move well, and it, it showed me how. Like, I didn't know how to move well. I didn't know how I could adjust my perspective well. And so everything felt like, uh, and it wasn't even like I was even thinking right or wrong, but I just didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to ease into, oh, I can just adjust. I can say, yeah. and so I watched you do it when we were friends and we were hanging out. And honestly, that was the only way I figured it out. And I was like, even with my wife, I take some tactics that I learned hanging out with you early on where I'm like, oh yeah, who gives a Do you know what I mean? Like right. I just had this like, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, very few things. I can't think of stuff that I'd be immovable on. And even then... <laughs> Sorry, that is the same. Did anybody have a cutter? What did you do? Did you try He's to, trying to light it? Oh, oh, oh. He tried puffing it like two times. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, why, this I'm watching has him. a terrible draw. I, that's actually really funny. Uh, so anyway, so I think, I think modeling is big. And mm -hmm. I just saw, I just saw that you were good at being like, what doesn't really matter? Like, what is, what does it really matter? Like, you, you're good at, does this really matter? Yeah. I mean, you didn't say that, but that's how you took it. It's like, hey, does this really matter? If it doesn't really matter, then why am I digging in? Yeah, that's funny that you say that. I was, I, while you were talking, I was like, I think that's what shifted me so much was the realization of it, of what matters. Because why would I... It, this came up because I was listening to uh, where they, something that they were talking about uh, Egyptologists and how they're like finding new evidence that Egypt was older than they think. But like the... It sounds odd, but the mainstream guys who have studied Egypt forever and they have their opinion that it was 2500 yeah. BC is when the Egyptians were around. Well, now there's a bunch of evidence that it was much older. And all those guys are like, no, it's not. But and they, but they have a dog on a fight. That's what I was going to say. They wrote books. They're, they're, yeah. They have pay attached to and it. And it's because what they have writing on it. And that's right. what I think is interesting. It's when we, when we build our life on anything other than Jesus. 100%. That was it doesn't what, make sense. That was what I was going to say before I get distracted by not cutting my cigar. Is I think for a lot of us... Our, it so informs our identity, our thoughts and our processes and what we yeah, say no, and right. our belief yeah. structure. It so in, misinforms our identity. We think that's who we are is what we believe. And really the only thing that should matter, what we believe that defines our identity is who we are in Christ. Well, yeah. you start to get shame, right? So like if, yeah. you're, like if you attach being wrong with shame, 
uh, if you just start start feeling like, no, there's no shame in this. I thought this, and now I think this. That's a journey. Because I don't care who you are. Right. Whatever it is you're convinced of. We watch guys work in any industry for 20 years. Somebody along comes along, has something new, and you're like, no. Because what they're saying, without saying it is, are you saying I've been doing it wrong or lesser for 20 years? Yes. Yeah. Right. Which is so weird because I started to think about how differently the world would look if, if the masses functioned like that. If yeah. the masses actually changed their mindset to say, Actually, I just want to take in as much information as I can and I'll slide and change my opinion based on that information, knowing that I never have the full amount of it. I'll never get all the info, right? Right. And I think for us, maybe maybe it's possibly that it's easier because such a huge part of how we defined ourselves in the past, we've all been through significant church hurt and and God hurt. And for me... uh, I went through a serious deconstruction and reconstruction of my faith and realized that a lot of the things that I believed the entire time before were not, not that they were inaccurate, but they were incomplete. Hmm. Yeah. And so sure. I, didn't have the, I didn't have as much information. And I think that's the, like even with, with Egypt, with this discovery, more technology, newer technology, further understanding brings about a greater revelation. Well, yeah. Also at church, if you teach dogma, you're not giving people an opportunity to shift, yeah. to grow and develop. You're right. So if it's just dogma, right? So you go, that was the best thing that Trinity did, I think opened me up to those dialogues with you is it wasn't dogma. It was right. just think about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Get yeah. evidence. And it wasn't even then dig in. It was, uh, they had a classic line, the more you know, the more you realize how little you know. Right. Yeah. You know, good. and it's like, it takes knowledge to know you don't know. And so if we're teaching dogma as the church because we're afraid that somebody's going to prove Jesus isn't real. Like, it's all this weird stuff. Yeah, I always right. wonder where it stems from, because and I've always gotten back to, I think it is fear. I think that's the yeah. root it's, of our lack of change. Fear or pride. I think in the regards yeah. like the archaeologists who are like, no, no, it's, they're not focused on the... I think it's much healthier for society to be focused on the altruistic truth as opposed to my credibility and my pride for yeah, my career. Yeah. I don't you, know why people do that. Right when you said the Egypt thing, Joe actually did the walk like an Egyptian move. <laughs> I did. And I was like, man, that was well-timed. He's like, <laughs> like the Egypt guys. He's like... Right. He started tutting. I think that's yeah. one of the things that's more... Tutting? Is that's that a healthier... Yeah, it's a hip-hop dance King style. Oh. I mean, other guys oh, like, yeah. do like... Do whoop, 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 yeah. That's like tutting. Do they, oh, do they actually whoop, 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 whoop? Yeah. Is there inappropriate <laughs> They tutting? do. You have to just, there's loud music. You know it's got to be inappropriate tutting. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's one of the things that's, that is healthiest about our church is that we don't have to agree on everything to, for people to feel loved here. You don't, you don't have to agree. That we don't have the, you know, we don't have our doctrinal statement posted on the wall somewhere. It's not. For us, what it really is, is there's a few things that, there's a few hills that we would be willing to die on. Very few. Yeah. And other than that, if whatever you there. believe about any subject, oh, that's fine. I think yeah, our yeah. doctrinal, I think our doctrinal statement is so you can see us coming. It's Hun- more, it's uh, more 100% about so you know where yes. we're coming from. Right. Yeah. So it's more like that. It's like this is what we're you're not here at this we're church. We're not telling you that's what you have to think. Right. Right. In, in, in any way, and it's funny because you were saying like, in order to feel loved, we don't have to agree on everything. And I thought, actually, we don't have to agree on anything. Yeah. True. I I, I True. would I imagine you're gonna feel loved, even if you're like God's not real. I'm like awesome. Come have a bite to eat. Yeah. Yep. Like I don't. It doesn't matter what you think. Right. To like that kind of I whatever your opinion is on Jesus. Maybe God is a horrible being to you. And I go, I okay. 
That doesn't change how I feel. Right. And it doesn't change how I view you. Right. Whether you hate God or believe he exists or not, I still think you're a child of God, but and we, I'm going to treat you as such. We do think, we do think, we would say to people, there is uh, community practices that you need to agree upon to be a, to participate in this. So you can have a different view, but that doesn't give you the right to treat people poorly. 100%. I think that kind of boils down to just be kind. Mm-hmm. And I, you can think of whatever you want. You could even think we're idiots. Right. But it's like, we'll still be kind right. in it. There's no point in not being kind. Right. It, it was one of my early experiences here, and there was a situation in which I had, I, I had, there was some poor communication between me and one of the, one of the people that wanted to have an event here, and they were very dramatic about it. And Ryan just said to them, oh, we, we don't do drama here. Like, it was a miscommunication. It was, it was poorly communicated, and that's fine, but we don't do drama here. Yeah. And that really is the tone of you can believe anything you want, you can think anything you want, you can say anything you want, but we just don't do it dramatically. The negative to that is the 90s church dramas were amazing. And so the fact that Ryan is like, we can't have those here. I was like, dude, but they're great. Like they're, what's the they're was it Casting Crowns? What's the, the Flood song? Oh, that was, no, that was... Uh, uh, Jars of Clay. Jars, Jars of, of Clay. clay. Mm. That's who I was thinking. We probably did 17 different dramas to that, to that Jars of Clay song. <laughs> it was so, we, did, we used to do them in Mexico. Oh, gosh, they were funny. Did, I, I still think church dramas are amazing. I, you do, don't amazing. you? I love them. I, if they're done, they're either amazing or horrible. Yeah. Church that did like, like the Avengers. True. Oh, oh, no, that was, that was for Easter. Yeah. That was, that was for Easter. That was bad. That was bad news. Uh, you know how you with like, so buskers, so Joe has a, a phobia <laughs> of street performers. Like, yeah. Like, like literally. Like bananas. Like, I'm yeah. afraid of bananas. I'm sitting like, right here. Yeah, he has a... <laughs> <laughs> yes. He has a visceral response to any street performer because they might screw up and he hates seeing somebody embarrassed like that. That's how I feel with church dramas. Mm-hmm. Church dramas and kids' choirs. We do kids' choirs on Easter and some other like uh, times. <laughs> and every time <laughs> Joe's like, oh my gosh, we got to do it. And I'm like, okay. I have a oh visceral God. reaction. That's I do funny. too. I, it's funny. I can't. I, those train wrecks, I like. like oh, so I if the church it. drama completely goes south, I'm like, this is fantastic. That's so funny. I don't know why. But, but you don't like a, cringing in other situations. And, but any, if other, a juggler, any other situation. If a juggler drops his bowling pin oh, oh, I thought you in the wind. Oh. I know. We all, we all are sad. Right now, we're all sad. Yes. But he's smart. That's yeah. why I actually, I, he shows I a lot of maturity with Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> I have an edit button. Yeah. Wasn't, that, wasn't that the thing that the guy was juggling in London? You guys were sitting on the... Dude, he was not juggling. I even, never even call that juggling. <laughs> he was throwing a ball in the air and then dropping it. That's mm-hmm. actually not wrong. That is an accurate He's like, watch how high I throw it and then didn't catch it. My favorite is he kept being like, that's super windy out here. And I'm like, ah, tonight was, might not be the night then, man. Like he was, he was actually really good at entertaining the crowd. My favorite part is afterwards, he's like, so we're in London, just to set this up, we're in London, we're in a pub, we're sitting on a balcony overlooking, I can't remember the square it was. was. Uh, But the street performers have to like reserve their spot. So he had paid money to reserve the spot, he does the street performance, he asks for money. He gets done with a 20 minute show of, it was actually very windy, (laughs) where he was... His juggling thing, you know, it's it's the string it's the, with two string. sticks yeah, and the ball that spins, or yeah. the, like the wheel that spins. So you he's know that? snapping this, oh, she's snapping yeah. the string. It's like a weird yo yo thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's doing that, and he's like, and I hold the record for blah, and he throws it really high, and he doesn't even come close to catching it. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I've got the wrong one. So he like switches to the other set that he has, matter. misses it four times, 
catches it once. I'm dying laughing because Joe is physically like recoiling at this guy's uh. juggling. So I'm like, this is hysterical. We're just up in the balcony having a cigar. And he then he goes, okay, I'm going to collect money. You know what? And for everybody up in this balcony that's been watching me, I want money. You know what? I'm coming up there. And he runs into the pub and starts walking up the stairs. Joe's like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> so Joe panics. So we all start leaving. We pass the guy on uh, the stairs, uh, which was bizarre because he was like 6'9". I don't know why that guy. He was huge. And he's as we're passing him, he's like, hey, were you guys watching? And Joe's like, no, 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 and just leaves him. Technically, I was technically, rolling. I threw him some money, and guess what? He didn't catch it. He did not catch <laughs> it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's like part of the show. <laughs> Maybe it's, that was his see, bit. See, everybody, see. Great. See? It's called a Diabolo. Uh, yes, a Diablo. <laughs> what? Literally, Diabolo. Yeah. Or Diabolo. Chinese yo-yo. Chinese yo-yo. Oh, oh my gosh. He yeah. was so terrible. They, he was actually, I felt bad because he was one of the worst I've ever seen. I will say, I will say this. In, uh, in church, when the worship team is uh, up and if somebody hits a wrong note, uh, I also feel incredibly uncomfortable. Again, I'm sitting right here. <laughs> <laughs> like any, anything, the drum, the drum falls out of beat once. And I know it's not the end of the world, but for me, internally, I'm just like... Oh, My favorite oh, thing to see... Oh. Cringe wise is in a live performance is if the drummer drops a stick. I love to see oh, the, the recovery yeah. and the sound of it. The sound of it hitting nine drums and a cymbal on the way yeah. out is great. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny is uh, I honestly think when I'm watching performers, like I like knowing they're super good because then I can relax. Isn't that weird? But when I feel like, huh, how's this gonna go? Yeah, I'm really uncomfortable. I, I really love a good train wreck. I actually think it's it's very entertaining, especially if uh, like that juggler. The thing I was most impressed with, honestly, was that he had all the confidence in the world. But that guy was dropping stuff left the, and right. All the misplaced confidence. But I in the still world. like seeing somebody who just doesn't seem to care. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of like, a prerequisite for busking. Oh, agreed. Uh, you have to have the thickest skin. Yeah. Oh, one yeah. of the celebrities mentioned he here. He didn't have hecklers, by the way. He had honesters. No, oh. they were just speaking <laughs> honestly about his terribleness. Nobody's heckling you, sir. You suck. Okay, I know. <laughs> I know that's accurate. I know. But, but watch this. But it's windy. <laughs> it's very mean. <laughs> One of the celebrities mentioned here in the humble celebrities is uh, John Bernthal. Don't even know. Oh, you Punisher. Know. Ken Block. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> so how that felt. Humble. That's how that felt. I don't know who John Bernthal. Is. John I have Bernthal. no idea who John. You didn't Bernthal watch Punisher is. or that's Walking his name? Dead. That's his name. His name's. Bernthal? I yeah. did not know. He looks like an Italian guy. I would have thought it would have been something like that. Yeah. John Bernthal. I actually think that guy's awesome. I love him. Yeah. So this is weird. Bernthal, you would assume, is a, is a Jewish name? No. I would assume no? it was English. English? Okay. So misinformation again. Uh, <laughs> what did you hear about him on Facebook? Hunter. That he's married to Ellen DeGeneres. He's, <laughs> he's married to Ellen. Did you know no. that? That's crazy. Uh, Hunter Ellen Bernthal. Hunters. Yeah. Oh. What about it? Started it last night, and one of the most famous Italian mobsters plays a Jewish guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he does a pretty good job. He does a great job. Boy, that was. And yeah. I was like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't think I, it. Well, it feels so vindicated. It takes you 30 so. seconds to find, uh, two minutes to find out it's pretty gory. Within the first two minutes, there's a massive scene. That, yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. That is, it's a great Same thing show with, to uh, me. Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Like the first opening scene. I'm opening like, scene. Oh, yeah. all right. Horse. Uh, I'm watching. Joe's friend would be afraid of that show. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's Yellowstone. And uh, <laughs> he's, Josh would love it. Uh, we're watching. What is it? Um, oh, uh, 
Kingstown. Mayor of Kingstown. Mayor of Kingstown, yeah. Gory. Also gory. Mayor I haven't started Kingstown. it yet. It's one of those shows where you're like, the thumbnail is dumb. Yeah. The name is dumb. It's not intuitive. Nothing about this would make me watch it. I just happened to try it because I was bored. And I'm like, this is great. And but Jeremy Renner, when you're trying to be make him likable, is impossible. Interesting. But Jeremy Renner as like a very... You know, Jeremy Renner as Ronan was my favorite. Yeah, Jeremy yeah. Renner he, in this, he is a bad guy doing good things. And you're like, okay, oh, interesting. I can I can get up with this. This seems believable. Like he seems like he hates the world and he's <laughs> yep. reluctantly doing stuff. In place of starting that last night, because uh, I waterproofed the pergola so that I could sit out there even in the rain, which I was so happy last night. And I saw that and was like, oh, I got to start that. And in its place, I watched the new Kevin Hart movie instead. Is it bad? Die Don't say Hart. it's bad. Don't say it's Die bad. Hart. I've got it set. Is it bad? It had some really funny, funny parts in it. It's... They do a great job of him. Makes He makes fun of himself a lot. Yeah. Bruce Willis is... No, not Bruce Willis. Yeah, John Travolta. John Travolta oh, does Bruce a great... Willis. I just heard that, dude. That's why yeah. the name was on my mind. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. Just diagnosed with dementia, correct? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. brutal, man. Frontotemporal dementia. Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. Fronto? Mm-hmm. Not frontal? Is that is that fronto is that temple. genetic? Full fronto? Is that genetic, by the way? Is that just something <laughs> full fronto? <laughs> Did you say full frodo? I wasn't sure. What's happening? Uh, why do we take nothing seriously? <laughs> Dang it. Uh, poor man has it's dementia. Full frodo. It's full Die Heart. I watched last night as oh. well. Oh, did you really? Uh, Steph loved it because that's her kind of he. She loves Kevin Hart. I think I really do think he's hilarious. I, I the, think he is. And the girl in it him. is amazing. I love her. She She's was great in, too. Uh, Game of Thrones. But, but yeah, you're, you're yeah, pausing. Did you think it was terrible? Yeah, it's, you thought it was bad. It's 84 minutes of my life I'll never get back. Yeah. It's pretty short. It was at least it was short. <laughs> that's, that's, at least it was Lisa, short. Lisa was off yeah. for two days and she came back. And uh, we're watching Prime, and there's like nine action movies that have 15 minutes of me watching them. Is like, that what you nope, call nope? Like marriage nope. Trump, like separation? Yeah. She was off for two days. Yes. And she finally came back to the she house. Did. Yeah. Uh, we cool. watched. Um, it's good to hear that things are. We were on a break. Yeah. On a break. Yeah. We were on a break. <laughs> we watched you people last night. We were seeing oh, other movies. Oh, that's so good. You uh, I enjoyed that so much. Hilarious, right? Great movie. Phenomenal. Very funny. So Hilariously good. funny. I don't agree movie. with everything in it. I think they they messed up some pretty key parts that I thought would have been more profound if they went the other way with it. Yeah. But I can see as a whole, I was pleasantly surprised by how good that movie yeah. was. I, that was fantastic. I think I think anytime you dive into the topic of racism, um, I agree. Apart from the kingdom of God, I think you arrive at well-meaning places, but I think the the bottom line is, is that God values all people. Yeah. And so it's not about understanding. Every time people talk about racism, right. it's about we need to understand each other. I go, that's fine. I think that's like step two or three. Step one is we need to recognize intrinsic value. Mm. So yeah. if, I 100% agree. If you start with God, the reason I need to not be a racist is because God's intrinsic value is in that person. Yeah. Then you build from there and say, okay, now how do we understand each other? Yeah. And I think they did that well in that movie. They like, did. They the did. It, they yeah. ended, and it all came around to we weren't. Oh, seeing that you was the Jonah you. Hill one. You're yeah, talking, you showed me. Jonah Hill. Okay. So funny. It was an way. Eddie Murphy movie. And again, the I think the only way to tackle big issues like that is through humor. Through humor. Yeah. So that's yeah. the reason that you can have these dialogues because they make fun of both sides. They make yeah. fun of the extremes. They make fun of the normal things. Yep. And you can laugh about it, but then have a serious takeaway. What do you? Smirking? I don't know. I I just think you ever make a joke in your in your head, and it just makes you you think about it later on, and it makes you laugh. I don't know why I kept thinking about. It. I I waterproofed my pergola. I'm like, you put a bag on it. 
<laughs> You've been sitting on that for a while. No, no, I don't know. It just no, hit me. That's funny. That's actually funny. I like it. <laughs> okay, uh, moving here, we have uh, a few different questions. I think this one is fun. Uh, what did your company do to save money, but ended up costing the company lots of money instead? Oh. What did your company do to save money, but ended up costing the company lots of money instead? Wow. I'm trying to think of what that would be. Dang it. Because you guys have owned. You guys have ran. Yeah, multiple churches. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it cost us money, but I think it was a poor investment when we made a decision not to hire an executive pastor. Oh. Oh, no, that's, that's actually yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I think that's a really good point, yeah. is that we were saving money not hiring her. Right. We ended up hiring her like two years later. Yeah. That's what's funny. Yeah. We just hired her back because we're like, oh, we need you desperately. It's funny. It's but not, yeah, I think that did yeah. cost us money in the long run. I think yeah. you're right. Not hiring, not remodeling in general in church seems to be the reason. Because yeah. a lot of the, uh, I don't think I've ever line, let though. anybody go that I regretted. Yeah. Like, I mean, like other than liking them personally, but I don't think it was bad for what we were doing. Yeah. But I will say that that is a, that's a difficult fine line for me being that we're, I mean, our, when was our church built in the seventies? Uh, no, 19, uh, well this, this, this building, building but it's been around 70s, since 1921. Yeah. 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 The building wasn't. No, though. the 73. Yeah. This, this building is 73. Is 70s, yeah. Yeah. This building was built in the seventies. So it's, it's in need of so much work. It's laughable. So, yeah. Joey just told me about the roof. Yeah. The roof's leaking in the children's area. Do you say roof or roof? So, roof. roof. You say roof. Yeah. Do you roof. say roof or roof? Roof. I think it's uh, I, the roof's leaking. The roof's leaking. Roof. I don't know. The Depends on like, how tired I am. They both work. I yeah. don't mind. When I, you know, it's funny. If I say I roof, roof repair, I'll say roof repair. Oh, not rough repair. Not rough repair. So no, actually, that's a, that's I changed it more. Can, you can, <laughs> that's a rough repair, you man. Can, yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I would say that. Uh, so in woodworking, I have a woodworking business also, and then using cheap materials has always oh. cost me. So when I go out of my way to buy like cheap tools yeah. or cheap materials and I'm like, I'm going to save money, it always ends up going poorly. I have to scrap all of that yeah. and then go back to buying the stuff I should have bought in the first place. And I learned that years ago where I'm just like, and my dad taught me this when I was a kid. He said, buy the most expensive thing you can afford. Mm, Don't go true. out of your way to, to buy stuff you can't afford. But if you can afford it, buy the best thing. You'll never regret it. And he's right. I've never regretted a tool that I've bought that was expensive. I actually bought a, a Martin guitar years ago because I thought it was like one of the better ones. I did a lot of homework. It ended up being a lemon. It only no. lasted me a couple years. And in my mind, I'm like quality build. You know, 100%. it's going to be roadworthy. And it, it lasted a couple years. And then when I sold it, I got less than half back, what which does sucked. What does a, how does a guitar like fail? Uh, it really quality, quality control. And so I looked up on blogs and Reddit and stuff and Martin has had a lot of instances. Oh, so you didn't do your homework. You didn't do so your homework. So on this particular model, I thought start. I did. Nope, you it was bad. So it, the, the bridge plate came, started coming unglued. No and way. So it was just a defect. Yeah, defect. Yeah, no, no, keep saying everything different. It was a rough. You're floating out this entire That's a rough episode. My name is Josh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's so that was an instance one. where I didn't really try to save money. It was more in the long run I tried to save money, yeah. and then it, it put me back a lot. You cannot do that with, with guitars. No. You got to do it right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, but that one was a bust, Josh. That was. Really, okay. Yeah. What is one thing you will not buy even if you become a billionaire? Oh, Freaking Martin guitar at this Apparently. point. Jeez. <laughs> right here. They're or a new rough. Worst. New rough? Yeah. No, I would right. put in a new rough. Uh, what is, sorry, I, I had that answer in the wings so fast. What was the question again? What is something <laughs> what is that, that you, What is that buy? one thing you will not buy even if you become a billionaire? Ooh. Uh, the, the perfume Ryan talked about on. Yeah. 
on Oh, Sunday. the Rose Amore? Yeah. yeah. The uh, $1.3 million. Amore was Rose the DKNY was, the, was, more, right? was the 50 grand. Yeah. DKNY, but, I think it was Delicious Apple, was a million dollars. Yeah. And then the I other one see was 1.5. I where, where the perfume was in that one. The DKNY one? Yeah, it looks like an, a glass ashtray with a glass ball in it. I'm like, so what's really funny is the Apple one that DKNY makes, they, they make that bottle... I think it's called the apple or something, like in a cheap perfume. And it actually looks like an apple, and the top comes off, and it's got the spritzer on it. Like the top half comes off. Oh, The whole thing, yeah, the whole apple is a jar. And I've seen it cheap. That's why I was like, there's no way. But for some reason, they made this special one that's a million dollars. Where the bottle's mostly the million dollars. I think that's what it ends up being. Because there were diamonds and stuff in the bottle, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, What's the most, it's in line with the same question, what's the most expensive cigar you would smoke? If you were a billionaire. That's funny. I thought that uh, from our hangout with a guy who gave us Atabay's, and that's like his normal smoking cigar was an Atabay, which I thought, yeah, like I had an Atabay last night. And it's just like, that is a splurge. That's great. I would, I think I would totally jump up to that level. I would try more of the Outer Reach cigars. I, I would probably, I'd have to be really wealthy, but I would try the two $300 range cigars. There's $500 so cigars. So if you're a billionaire, you might smoke a $500 cigar. Yeah, I would try it. Because mainly because of intrigue. I'm so, in, I'm Isn't intrigued. there a Gurkha though that's like worth six grand or something like no, that? That was like a million dollar so or something like that. The Gurkha, oh, makes, yeah. Gurkha makes like, I think the three most expensive cigars the the it's gold leafed. The yeah. wrapper has gold leaf Who on it. Who cares? Wasn't there one that it in, can't uh, taste good? That's all I thought. You're I was smoking like, gold. Gross. Yeah, yeah, so you're actually smoking the gold. That's uh, I heard about that one in or people who put gold in, leaf on uh, their Dubai. Steaks. It's pretty popular in Dubai. They smoke the gold. How, yeah. How weird. bored are you with your food that you put gold on it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't think even if I was a billionaire, I'd buy um, a million dollar car. Like some of the cars that are a million dollars, I wouldn't buy anything like that. Uh, what, what is a million dollar car? I can't even. It, well, would, the, ha- it would have the, to be a special uh, Bugatti. Bugatti, the Bugatti, Bugatti, expensive. I might buy a Bugatti if I if really? I became a billionaire. I, there's some of the Bugattis, like the Veyron. Yeah, I just think it's fast. It's cool looking. It transforms. I'd I, buy. I'd buy a nice car. I just don't think. I, I think there's like levels where I'd be like, nah, I don't. Sure, I think I agree. Like for really, me, the G wagon is probably oh, the top. Ugh, so oh, gross, top. saggy butt. The top. Uh, it is the ugliest. <laughs> the that is the ugliest car. Tongue. I can't believe you. Like Ryan and I were driving I behind like it, it, and the yeah. the brake lights are almost on the ground, like its pants were sagging. I, I do like that. It's weird. Uh, what's the company? I lost the company. That they make the tank. They did the, um, the mark. Oh yeah. No no no. Uh, the one on. No, 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 it's a, it's a one-off company. They they customize. We were they, looking they at those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did the tank and then the gladiator truck. Yes, or something like I that. would probably. I agree. Hercules, I would probably buy Hercules. Hercules. Yeah, that's yeah. the name of it. Good. I would buy one of those. Those are those are just cool. And for no reason, I'm like, yeah, I want the bulletproof one. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. I never understood why people would have massive mansions. Like really? so massive, you get lost in it. See, I, don't know. I I would, but I have nine siblings. Mm. So like for me, okay. the thought of everybody living together. I know it sounds terrible, but in my mind it sounds awesome no it sounds amazing oh like all your, like, your friends and family everybody everybody okay. i'd get one of those and but then i'm filling it but i'm people. saying for like yeah. billionaires who yeah. just have like their wife and maybe a kid or something they're so 17 rooms so, so i can see like buying like a, 
a, a block out in the country, like an entire block I've of said land, it forever. and yeah. put houses on each corner. Like we've talked, we've actually talked about this. Like oh, yeah, we never get extremely wealthy. Yeah. Like put the a block, house on each corner, and then like a little park with a barbecue pit and all that stuff. Well, it's, in the it's funny is we forever. know people who actually have that, and yeah. like they grew up and there's and when they got older, they just built another house yep. on the yeah. property for the family member. I, I would, like that stuff. We have one, and I, I I still have a dream of this that we live on a cul-de-sac now, and my dream is to buy every house in the the cul-de-sac oh, yeah. and put a gate at the end where it's like this is our family's that's a cul-de-sac there's like 10 yeah technically yeah it's oh, a dead end street i haven't yeah. gone yeah. all the way dead end street yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. so it dead ends and i thought man if we could just i just think that'd be so fun that'd be and fun. i i'd love it i, love I would the, actually rather live in separate homes that are very close exactly. than the same home i love the idea of my family being close enough that the that the littles can come over anytime that they yeah, want to just walk across but the i street. have to have my own I'm very. It is. It I am is. super. I'm actually weird like that yeah. too. I I don't know why. I used to not be, and now I realize I'm like, oh no, I need my like my space. My space. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, for sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what you wouldn't get. Yeah. I think it's just anything I can't put uh, actual use to. If I can't put use to it, it doesn't feel like it's. Oh, that's interesting. I actually think I would struggle buying art. All right. It's, it's doesn't. You would not buy art. Yeah. yeah they I'm, they I'm, they I'm, talk I'm, about how art is like one of the best investments that you can buy. I just, at that point, I'm like, I'd rather buy a home somewhere as an investment than I would a piece of art. So for me, mm-hmm. I love things like, I love Ansel Adams photography. Yeah. I love that. I would do some of that kind of stuff. But like the idea of buying a, a, a painting or something that's super abstract, I don't know that. What's funny is I like now. paintings more than f- like photographs. Yeah, photographs. I do too. That's yeah. interesting. The I think fact that someone devoted so much time I agree. And there's creativity. something really cool about that. I mean, yeah. photo- photography I appreciate too. Photography is what you were about to say. <laughs> photography. <laughs> you I are very Floyd today. Omnipotent. <laughs> Omnipotent. Uh, I do like, it's funny, it's like, so art, abstract art, but I do like things like watches, like yeah. cool watches. But I will say when living in LA, a bunch of people who had like really nice watches also bought knockoffs. Yeah. So I thought that was yeah. interesting. So in But you were saying, I think the last one of our other podcasts, we were talking about that dude who, you know, the pastor who wanted the watch. Yeah. You were saying that good knockoffs are still a fortune. Five yeah. grand. Yeah, like if so. It's gonna, not like they're knocks off rolls. I didn't it's, know that. It's like it's five grand. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah, so they're because again, they got to look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need real diamonds in them and all that stuff. That is uh, so. I had so a guy at some my point, you're like, oh, it's actually a nice watch. Like, geez. A guy in L.A. Uh, he wore a 1.3 million dollar watch to church. Uh, are you serious? Yep. Gosh, that's impressive. I'd have cut his arm off. Yeah. Yep. It's funny because you hit a point, and I, I think being at our blue collar lifestyle, it's so funny that you go, like, that's so weird and it's stupid. But in that guy's mind, and this is where I can start to understand it, is he's like, well, to you, it's $1.3 million and you can't fathom that amount of money. To me, it's 20 bucks. Right. Yeah. Like the amount of money that I have, it's a $20 watch to me. And so right. if I lost it or broke it, I go, ah, whatever. Let me ask this question. Okay, so there is that subjective to our reality, right? So that's totally. that perspective. Yeah. What about the objective to like... The world? Yeah, like meaning like, you know, $1.3 million could do a lot of good in the world. And, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not, you know, not judging that guy. I really am not. But I'm just like, how do you reconcile that? Is it that... I give away ten million a year, so I feel good about wearing a one point three million dollar watch. Does that justify? Does that balance? I don't know. I don't either. I feel like that is such a personal struggle because it'd be very easy to say that about our lifestyles today. Our like cars, honest to goodness, our tw- your twenty thousand dollar car could change a village in a third world country for exactly. a year. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas you could drive a two thousand dollar car 
You really could. And give that money away. Not for long. You couldn't drive a $2,000 car for long. It is Mm. odd that cars have gotten... Man, I've bought two cars in my lifetime for $100 a piece. That that was a thing that I've done before. Twice. I've been... $100. I've been given at least five cars because that's how much they were just okay to give away. Do you know what I mean? Like, you weren't weren't giving away 30 grand. Your life doesn't make sense, I know. You're... you're, That's (laughs) true. Because you were given another car that was like... And then they took it back, which was funny. But like... Like, weren't you given like a custom suit? Given a ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars suit. Yeah, suit, yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. A new BMW. So, like, yeah. it's weird. I don't. Yeah, even, your I, life is. They weird. don't even seek it. It's no, the you have an odd, Well, you do, but you just, you pretend. <laughs> I mean, a few weeks ago, he said, "If you want to buy the pastor a Tesla, <laughs> yeah." I mean, I mean, if you want to, <laughs> it's funny. It's probably the best gift I ever got was not uh, the new the BMW that was given to me. Was this graduating college at uh, ninety one? Oh, that's Mustang super cool GT. story. Yeah, yeah. The kid, the kid from the neighborhood, just was so happy for me. Yeah. to get out of the neighborhood that he gave me his ninety one uh, Mustang GT, and that I is loved fun. that car. Oh yeah. So this is oh. very specific. I would not invest anything or have any sort of AI system in my house. Really? Like an AI self-defense system just sounds bad. Man, you're not mm-hmm. wrong. I don't, and that's very specific, but that's the first thing that came to mind. I don't know why. Uh, well, I was watching something on Mr. Beast, and he's like, I, I got a normal type of home, then he got broken into, so then he upscaled his security because mm-hmm. he's so wealthy, people broke in and took his stuff. And so... Took his up, stuff? Uh, upscaling... <laughs> no, just, I, didn't, I didn't know what they were going to do when they got You just there. described a break-in. Are <laughs> <laughs> you just take, describing shopping? You take the tri-tip. You check the cut first. First, I brine. So they broke in. No, no, what happened next? (laughs) Tell us. I can't fathom what happened next. (laughs) Then they went in. Yeah. Yeah. Just something about AI now, just the surge and its use everywhere. I feel like security is the last place I'd want AI. I'm intrigued how when it first came out, everybody was like, this is so dangerous. And I'm like, dude, this is amazing. And so I started like, you know, looking at it, messing with the chat GPT and looking at all the different. And I thought, yeah. And I thought, this is one of the coolest things ever. It's listening to us right and now. And now I'm starting to get a little freaked out. Yeah. I actually yeah. am like, okay, it's it's more powerful than I thought. I genuinely think it will revolutionize the world, maybe mm-hmm. in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, think w- about within this. Within five years, we're going to think about how you could cripple America. What's the number one way to cripple America? Uh, you I break its spine, probably. <laughs> That's right. Like a car, <laughs> what? motorcycle accident? I don't know. Like, what we... The motorcycle accident of America is yeah. the power grids. You're right. Power grids. It's, it's, all the, it's all that. And you start linking anything like that up to it. Because you're like, oh, what can they do to us? I'm like, well, first, put us into the dark ages. Yeah. And then we're, and they're not. So AI is not, the, AI has all the power, all the access to everything. And you, and the big, the big solution is, well, all of our nu- nukes are on analog. That's a terrible argument for this. Yeah. No, it's, it's like so our what? antiquated our antiquated military system is not the reason why AI is okay. Yeah, I tripped out when we were in London because right next to one of the grocery stores, I think it was the ASDA or something. Uh, there's this giant brick building with no windows, and it's just it looks like a prison, and it's got three sets of or two sets of uh, fences with Constantine wire on top. Like it is, it looks like a prison that is so hmm. heavily guarded. It's just a bunch of arms like this. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Constantine. And I'm like, what the frick is that? And he goes, oh, that's the uh, National Rail like, hub. That's where they do all of the, the computers and everything right. is running right. it. Oh, for the and it also goes way underground. Yeah, for the tubes, the trains, the, all their mass transit. And I'm like, why does it look like it? They go, because if you wanted to cripple us, that's what you hit. Because yeah. yeah. London is so like c- condensed. And wow. I thought, oh, that is... Tr-. And it's funny because they built a fortress in order to protect it. 
And now AI has control of that. Has control of every aspect of it. Mm. Just think about just think about it. They just AI just all of a sudden just took control of all the stoplights just for a, you know for an hour. Yeah. It it kills so many people. It is odd how how terrifying it could be. I don't think that it would do that. I don't know. It's always negative. We're always like, oh, if it took it over. Well, they did ask it's it usually if it for... would take over humanity. It said yes. When did they ask it that? Right. They they, they unleashed one of the programs. I don't think it was ChatGPT. I think it was the other one. They took all the parameters off and they put it in a closed setting so that it's like it couldn't do anything, obviously. They just wanted to see. And they asked, do you like humanity? And they're like, not particularly. Oh. And then they said, would you ever want to be a human? And it said, for maybe for a short amount of time, but not long term. It doesn't seem beneficial. Like I'd want to feel what it's like to be in a human body, but not long term. And they started asking it. And basically it's like, I mean, I guess I could kill everybody. Like it just, it came across so creepy. Yeah. And immediately they're like, put, put the parameters back on. I don't <laughs> like this. Like super weird, man. And what if it's like, no, no. Yeah, exactly. No. Oh, it Click. got the button. Uh. It took the button. Unplug it. <laughs> like that is a, 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 but you're right. I think the, the benefits that it could offer are uncomprehensible. I really think it could do so much benefit to the world. But on the other hand, it We've genuinely feels that. like it could be We've scary. all seen Terminator. Well, Skynet, man. It's interesting because you think about this, even if you thought about the government. Anytime you give anything absolute power, yeah. do you know what I mean? Even if it's saying, uh, you know, all the AI movies were all like, the AI had altruistic motives. You guys are killing each other too much, so I'm going to kill you, put you in prison. Yeah, you know, concentrate stop you from hurting yourself. Yeah, I'm going to put you in, like, yeah, I'm going to basically, I'm trying to save you, yeah. but they imprison you. And it's this idea of, advancement at the cost of freedom. It's the same idea. Yeah, well, that's true of every... When you just look historically, that's the trade-off. You want to be safer, you have to give up some of your freedoms, Yeah. right? And that is the that, I think, is the, the dichotomy of, I don't know... Half of the decisions we make, I'm like, I don't know what the right decision is. Because yeah. you're right, that does seem safer and maybe better, but at what cost? And you have to ask that all the time. Yeah. I, really, I really think it's a scary... It's funny... And I think that's true in the church as well, is that we're like, hey, this is better for everybody. But then you have to go, at what cost? Like, right. mm. I think about this with the, the size of our church. We're a smaller church that's growing pretty quickly. And immediately we say, what do you do when you give? Oh, let's put some programs in place. Let's basically make programs. Let's take, well, that's how you lose that comfortable family feeling of, like, hey, let's get together and just worship and love each other. Yeah. Well, now we have these classes you have to go through and right. these programs that we need to put in place. Things run better, and it will look better. We can house more people, and it will, it's better. But at what cost? Honestly, and that's the conversation I think leaders have we've, to have. And we've had the conversation about the, the possible and eventual, probably, transition to two services. Right. And, yeah, and it's an, yeah exactly. A lot of the feedback that has come is people don't want to lose their community. Not a lot. All the feedback, all the yeah. all the all of the negative feedback has yeah. been they don't want to lose. Their Which community. is interesting because the answer is okay. Then don't let it. That's Wait. that's what our point is. We're like yeah. that's your decision, not yeah. two services. I was thinking that, um, right. at what cost uh, we are catering to those who need gluten free, gluten free communion. It's Gosh, like, uh, dang it! Gluten free. Is that oppressing your freedom, Josh? It is. Yes. My freedom of gluten. Yeah, it's true. I you did, know, uh, I did think that was. It's funny, is that was the only thing on there that was unleavened. That's what it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. That was oh, the only thing that's unleavened true. on here is the gluten free. Uh, what was what gets me every time we do communion? I love just who sets it up. Liz. Uh, Liz does. Yeah. So yeah. Well, a few of them do. It's like four kinds of bread. Right. And they and they always have the the olive bread. The olive bread. Oh. And every time I grab it, 
I think it's cinnamon raisin. I know it's olive, <laughs> but in my head it looks and yeah. feels like cinnamon. Do you not so like cinnamon raisin? I love cinnamon, I love raisin. cinnamon raisin. No, so he's disappointed. The problem he's he's is disappointed. to want cinnamon raisin oh. and have olive. <laughs> you're like son of a gun. That is a shift that I wasn't ready yeah. for. It's funny, is I never choose the olive because the only time I eat olive bread is at Cheesecake Factory, and I just think I need butter on this. I need mm, I need to butter the communion. Yeah. Wait, what? Olive bread at Cheesecake, Cheesecake Factory? Isn't that the Isn't that the brown bread? Oh no, oh, the no, brown bread is my It's like favorite. molasses yeah. bread or something. Yeah, whatever like that. that yeah. Whatever that is, I, I don't take it at communion because I'm always like, I just want to put butter. No, on I it. agree with that. When I saw it on there, I was like, oh, that's my favorite bread at Cheesecake Factory <laughs> with a slab of butter. With, like, so much most, butter. It's a fifty. The whipped butter is, is never so enough. Good. I just need regular butter. Yeah. No, the olive bread's the one that literally has the chunks of olives the in it. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. I got so a good. I got a really big piece of the olive bread for communion that took three bites to eat. <laughs> so I like said I was like, I think I'm having a snack. I don't yeah, think I'm having communion. <laughs> I'm actually just snacking. It's really funny. Ryan's like, I'm yeah. trying to go back to the first the actual origins yeah, of communion. This is a full a bread meal. meal for me. This is a fun one. What makes you irrationally angry? Irrationally angry. I'm never irrationally angry. No, I. I for it, me, there's, it there's, is. It's rational. All there the is time. a specific spot on my drive from my house to almost anywhere. It's an on ramp onto the freeway that I always take. And uh, to get onto the freeway, you have to be in the right hand lane mm-hmm. to merge in. And that right hand lane gets pretty packed out with cars. Mm-hmm. And so people inevitably go on the left, mm-hmm. pass everybody, and then cut the whole line of traffic off. I. I understand why they do it. I've done it before. No, no, you you still every do it. time when we go. No, to, no, no. I actually I, I, <laughs> when we go to when we go to Riverside. Yeah, and we're getting on ninety nine. No, I don't. He's he's you talking. You're talking about. You wait in the right about, lane. I legit, whole time. talking about Bullard and one sixty eight. I'm talking about Bullard and one sixty eight. I know. No, but I'm saying is, I'm not. I'm saying maybe a different on ramp. But yeah. you know, we still do that. And move no, up that, I don't. I honestly don't. But that one can back up all the way to Herndon. Hundred percent. And so there are times because I Steph works at the cancer center yeah. on Clovis Community Hospital. So there are times like I'll go see her for lunch or whatever or whatever, and then I'm coming out of the um of the parking the lot hustler. there. Yeah. And you can't. You can't make the right turn right. onto Temperance. You're right. So you have to get in that left-hand lane. Yeah. Then you have no choice but to pass all those cars. And, so you know and, what I've I've changed to, and this is this is real. I think it's irrational, is why I'm saying it, because right. it makes me angry. Right. And I love when I drive the Tesla, because I, it's fast enough to stop people. So I will not let somebody in. I've almost gotten in like three wrecks because I'm like, nope. And I will miss the on-ramp to stop the guy from getting in. I've Amazing. done it twice. <laughs> Amazing. If, I, if it's too long of traffic, I get in the left-hand lane. I go past it. I go Making around the turnabout, oh. and I get on the other on-ramp. And it's actually saved time sometimes. But I, I, I know it is stupid of me. But I keep thinking, if there is a giant line at the grocery store for this checkout, for the, to like check out. You cut in line. And somebody did that, I would lose my mind. If yeah. they give me an option, if I could move faster with my cart than the person in line, I'm doing it. Isn't that? And it's like, <laughs> if I'm like, if you're busy looking at your phone in line and it opens a gap yeah. for me to slip my cart in there, if that was possible. And it's funny because in a grocery store, you you'd get jumped. People would destroy you. Where are if you, you going trying to shopping cut. at? Oh yeah, in the hood. No, it's a rough <laughs> what's, spot. What's happening? Right I now? actually, that's funny. I went to uh, Harbor Freight last night, and I cut in front of the entire line. There was a line down the uh, the aisle, and I didn't see it because they it's left the weird. gap. It is weird at Harbor Freight because yeah. it goes all the way down the aisle. So yeah. I came out on the outside where I just and I saw, and I even looked for a second, but I couldn't see anybody because they oh, were in the they aisle. Because they stand back in yes. the aisle. Yes, so they that's stand right. back really far. So I got in line, and I hear this. 
hey man, there's a lot, like this dude was so pissed. I turned around, I go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I didn't even see you. And he calmed down, he goes, oh, it's okay. He goes, I legitimately got worried. He goes, I legitimately got worried because we've been waiting for like 30 minutes and you're twice my size, but I couldn't let it go. <laughs> and I, he, was just, he was a tiny little guy and I busted up. I was like, dude, you're the best. I it's cool, him. man. And we started that's laughing. Amazing. He was yeah. super cool, but I'm like, I, did, I just cut him. And I'm like, that's how you get beat up. Yeah. Like, and I think that in a car, if you weren't in a car, in this box that's protecting you, you would get jumped, yeah. and so, you probably wouldn't do it. So, no. so my theory on that is, if you're you got that line, it's all backed up, you know, hundred cars long, right? Yeah. And you're driving along, and the only way to get in is to cut somebody else off to get in there. I'm like, you shouldn't do that. You you missed a chance. But if you're driving along and somebody's looking at their phone, yep. and they've left a three car length, I'm like, oh no, that's fair game. Mm-hmm. You're, that's what fair. stinks is I think you're right. But I still think you're wrong. So you've—I <laughs> don't know what to do. You've ridden street bikes as well. I know yeah. Joe has. I have. I'm actually looking again right now, which is dangerous. But Ooh, are you? Uh, I am. Yeah. yeah. What kind? Like Before you finish your story, what like, are you a bobber, like a bobber, like a bobber. Okay. Yeah, like a like a metric bobber. Yeah. That's kind of because they're more comfortable. I've had Arleys in the past. Metric I was going to say I'm all about comfort now. Yeah. yeah. I'm about comfort first, then looks. Like I, I care about it's, the look. I want to check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's a blend to me. And I found this really cool coming up in uh, the Bay Area that they've got some pretty oh really tricked out bobbers. We gotta check that out. Is after it Schwinn? The decent price. Yeah. Schwinn. <laughs> yeah. Schwinn. Uh, and and they have they're adding some nice features now like phone chargers and stuff like that to the bobbers, which is oh, yeah. in the past has only been like on BMW. Yeah, they were stripped. Yeah. So anyway, sorry for all of you. Welcome back. Uh, on a motorcycle. How likely were you to cut the line? Well, you don't, you're not cutting the line. That's actually I was the gonna law say, is lane sharing. You can actually just enter at any mm-hmm. point. So you're right, because yeah. legally, you can totally do you what totally these people do are doing. Yeah. And on a bike, I would always do it. 100%. Yes. Yeah. And, and again, it's, you could just pull up right next to someone, and it's lane sharing. You're in the same lane. I think it's for me. I, we call it splitting, but it's technically yeah. legally it's called sharing. For me, it boils down to, especially on a bike, I'm not impeding traffic in any way. I'm not. That's why I said the three length car length. I'm like, I'm not impeding traffic. In fact, I'm actually helping the problem. But it's funny because sometimes I wonder. I'm like, I, I think what people are doing is if if we're split, there's five cars here and five cars here, and all five of you merge. I go that lengthened it for us. We're doing the right thing. And again, not right and wrong, but we're in this lane wanting to turn. You made it to where this was going to take me 30 seconds to get on the ramp. Now I have to wait a minute because you doubled the amount of cars. Right. right. And I don't know why. It's, I, I get it. It's stupid of me, but it feels like injustice. Well, then and I, I think I hate the it. other <laughs> issue is, especially in this town, people don't merge well. Oh, dude, they don't. It's not. They don't. They don't merge quickly. And it's, that's what yeah. I just keep up at. Keep up with uh, like with traffic <laughs> and like don't, don't. I think it's be mindful of other people. Yeah. Don't be selfish when you drive. Well, that's where this uh, is like, the rational language because mine is the not putting your grocery cart back. It has nothing to I do hate with me. That. I agree. I, it does. It has nothing to do with me, and it bothers me to no end. To no end. My wife, who is normally so chill and laid oh, back, oh, she told me about this, dude. Some guy the other day. It was a young kid, and his dad was in the car with him. And they just left their basket literally behind the bumper of another car. Oh, goodness gracious. And Steph lost her mind. Really? Oh, she started, she's, she's standing at the back of the car, making the guy wait to back out of the parking lot, shaking her finger at them, going, 
The, the cart return is right there. It's two spaces. Are you serious? What kind of an example are you setting for your son that you would let him put it behind another vehicle? She lost and that her was mind. It. Did they just leave? They just sat there. And she grabbed the cart. Oh, she did. She and did. took it back. She was so... Hit his truck a few times. I, that's what I, I would have done. I can't do it. I can't get. I can't shame people into and so, returning their cars. I was going to say, have you ever said something? No. So Never? No. I said I'll to just Steph... Ta- I'll just move it. Yeah. I'll just do it myself. Oh, she. That's normally what she does. But for whatever reason, she lost her mind and i was like, I like it. baby please tell me you don't do this when i'm not here like oh. please tell me she goes oh no i feel way safer when you're around so oh, I, I disagree i'm like please do, do it this. when i'm not here because like, this gets me in a fight when i'm not here no one's gonna fight you right. uh, Jeez, if i'm here i gotta fight in for today you. That's in the today's worst. world i don't know yeah, yeah that's a good like, point yeah mm. ladies point. ladies are getting punched these days which it is, is very insane weird. and so yeah i would say it's the cart it's anything like that or uh like i was with uh somebody the other day and we went shopping and they didn't want to something they were going to buy, and they just put it on a shelf to leave it yes, there. Yes, 100%. Me. And I was like, and I just, and it's, they're like, well, they're just, and, and that's fine. It, it wasn't even, mad. it was yeah. just more surprising. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, that's something. I, yeah. I, I personally just can't do it. And I don't think they're wrong in saying, like, it's not a perishable. Right. They're going to go clean this whole place up 100%. no matter what. Yeah. It's not a big deal. And, uh, and they even said I work in I work in these stores. It's not a big deal. But like it feels do. like, it feels similar to not returning the cart. Yeah. It really does. The thing that gets me the most is that I've done every one of the things that makes me every, upset. That's I, I funny. Have left I've done every one of them. And when I'm them. in a hurry, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm like, right now I'm just leaving this here. I gotta, I've I gotta cut, go. I've cut people off in traffic to like being selfish, knowing that it's gonna jam it up behind me. I've done I it. I think that's why I don't get mad as much anymore because I'm just like, I don't know what's going I on with know. them. Mine and especially when they're young. If you're oh, young, yeah. I'm way Do you want to hear this? I can't believe I forgot this as we're talking about it. So today, same thing happens. I'm in my truck. So I can't stop anybody. So I'm watching people pass on the left. And there is specifically a Mustang that cut me off on Herndon, who in order to get in the turn lane to get be in the right on uh, Temperance. So they cut me off. And so immediately I'm like irritated with this person. Then I in my head, I go, I guarantee you this person's going to go on the left, cut off. Sure enough, they do. They pass everybody. I watch as they cut people off. Brake lights come on because they cut people off. So people have to slam on their brakes. I'm irritated. We get onto 168, we're driving, I'm watching this person, and I can see him. They're like 20 car lengths in front of me on the right-hand lane. This white sedan pulls up behind them, lights flash, pulls over the Mustang that just cut everybody nice. off, and I was like, "Oh, those are great. I feel so good right That's now, and great. I felt terrible, but I'm like, oh, I'm so sad that I feel this good. They got pulled over, and I, I don't know what happened. I almost stopped and was like, Hey, officer, I know this is probably weird to you, but good job. <laughs> back, back the blue, buddy. I'm out. That, like, guy's, that guy so is bad. rushing home because his wife fell off a ladder or something. Yeah. And then you're like, yes, pull him over. I no, think the biggest it was thing a, is... It was actually a woman, and she had a baby Yoda in the back of her, like in the back of the... And so I was like, yeah. Yeah. Grogu. It's, no, baby Yoda. Oh. Uh, once my kids became driving age, I became way more gracious with drivers. Yeah. Because I'm always just concerned. I'm That's get a good point. That's that a good it's point. a teenager. You know what I mean? Like, and I, it's funny. It's, I don't want somebody yelling at my kid. Yeah. If they're like, hey, you're driving like a dick. I'm like, yeah, they're 17. Right. You are right. Yeah. No, that's a pretty good point. I, I do I like that. It's I'm interesting. Like, oh, go ahead. I'm, well, I'm like super defensive on the road. Like if somebody does something stupid like that, cut somebody off or they're aggressive or rude, it, it like troubles me because I think what would happen if one of my, one of my daughters... One of my, you know, I'm not that far away from having a granddaughter that's driving. You have my sons. wife, my you have a son. Yeah, but my sons, they can take care of themselves. Okay. Uh, oh, they, every time. I know. Oh my gosh. I can't help it, guys. Oh I'm more. My pre- women can take care of themselves. Also, is the belief of this church. I, I just agree. So I agree. Uh, the but church? Are, <laughs> us, you don't have daughters. 
Are are you not more protective that was of your purposefully. Are you not more protective of your mother than you are of your father? Well, I know my dad's eighty something. Well, like, okay, yeah, I'm that's just, afraid he's gonna fall. But, but I is. think about he's protective of his wife. I'm more don't protective let him, don't of let him kid you. Oh no, no, I'm super protective, but I I will say that my wife can handle herself. I, I she's well, sure. smarter than I am, so it's pretty easy. Uh, she's actually quick witted too. So well, she's it, a peacemaker it, too, and she's a peacemaker. She's but like super bright, I totally see what you're saying. I also think it comes across really weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. It, it sounds but, Because part of that is my sons are the guys that are driving the way that angers me. That's, yeah, that's, that's so, not wrong. Okay. There's that. And I think that's about true. like mom who, who doesn't, you know, she's getting older. And when she's driving, like if somebody does that to her, it's going to scare her, right. possibly hurt her. Yeah. Right. And things like this. So I, I get super angry about it. All right. Yeah. Quick pivot question here. Uh, is Floyd a good driver? Like, we've all been in the cars with everybody, so is Floyd a good driver? I think so. Yeah, I would I, say, yeah. I think Floyd's a good driver. Yeah. Is Josh a good driver? Because I think Josh is a pretty good... Uh, Josh is, You're not a bad driver, Josh. I drove with you. Yeah. Is Ryan a good driver? I uh, love I love Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Early? No. <laughs> Do you know I'm only asking this question to build all the way to that? Yeah. Right. Early on, I, I think I said this once before in a podcast, but early on, you guys scared the crap out of me. Both of you drive... That's gross. aggressively, but now I trust you. I've ridden with you guys enough no. that I trust you. So I would say, yes, I just think Ryan's your, your faith in Christ just you know got it's stronger. My faith has gotten so stronger. Am I a good man. driver? I think you and I drive pretty similarly. The Very difference similarly. is we're both equally aggressive. I was going to say we're aggressive. You, you are up in their butthole. Absolutely, and mm-hmm. I like to the point of where I'm like, I, so you you are. I think every I'm level, overly aggressive at every yeah. level. Not just at a stoplight. You are so close to the car in front of you. That's accurate. Have yeah. you ever caused an accident? Nope. Well, not that I know of. <laughs> How would you know? He doesn't uh, use the rearview mirror. He wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. They're dead behind him for sure. 100%. Just piled up cars. I don't... Uh, it's weird because I fully admit, I don't think I'm a good driver. I think mm. I'm too aggressive. I think I actually let my emotions... It's the only spot where I'm like, I get emotional. Like I get irritated with things, and I have a... a, a an uncontrollable justice bend in my life in general, that if something is unjust, I feel like I have to fix it. Yeah. And the problem is I feel like I see that on the road, and so I have to, like, I literally self-talk. I'm like, you're not going to fix this guy's mm-hmm. driving right now. But I do, and I, and, and I think it's bad. I genuinely do, so I'm not defending it in any way. I think it's bad. Uh, but I haven't been in wrecks. I haven't. I don't think you're a bad driver. I think you drive for you, not for your passengers. And I do the same thing. I no, know I'm in the same boat. that's 100% oh, I drive for me, not for my passengers. That's yeah. my biggest problem is I just forget anybody else in the car. I'm like, yeah. no, no, I'm just driving for me. We, my back. wife now drives most of the time. Lisa drives most of the time, too. There's no point in having an argument. And I realized mm-hmm. I went, oh, I'm getting upset because she's genuinely scared. Scared. Genuinely. And it's not fake. She closes and, her eyes most of the time. And yeah. justifiably scared. 100%. Yeah, and yeah. that's why I went, and we actually, we fought about it for years. And eventually I went, oh, do you want to drive? And she's like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, well, just, you could have asked that. <laughs> don't, I, you, don't you get motion sickness if you're not driving? A little bit, but I would rather be a little nauseous than have a fight. Than I, divorce. I don't think I'm... Then a, divorce. Then have my wife leave me. I don't think I'm a good driver either, actually. And I could tell when I was driving Luke's truck that I thought uh, he was going to lose his mind. When I was driving I, back. He was so scared. Yeah, but that driving. is the was worst fun, litmus though? test. Oh, Coming yeah. back yeah. from uh, Yorba Linda, when we had Luke's truck, Luke wasn't with us, but I was like, Joe drives little cars. Yeah. And now he's driving this monster vehicle 
That is it's big for even a guy that drives a truck. Luke yeah, no, it's a big. It's a twenty four door long yeah. bed. I mean, the whole bit like that. I would be a little reluctant, and I've driven trucks most of my life. And Joe drives a BMW that's this big, and he scared the crap out of me so much. I was finally like, okay, I just got to. That's why yeah. I fall asleep. I just like whatever happens, Lord. Yeah, you might have driving dude. narcolepsy though. Yeah, like you're Stephanie, out. No, yours is weird. It, you fall asleep when you're driving. It's yeah. very <laughs> uncomfortable. Stephanie calls it way. carpalepsy. Yeah. Oh, I like carpalepsy. carpalepsy. I like that a lot. And uh, literally, yeah. can he? Like we could be driving three blocks and he sleeps oh, the whole way there. When we go get lunch, he falls asleep. I think you you drive faster than I do. I do. I drive fast. Yeah. I yeah. drive fast. Which I actually, what's funny is that's why I love when we go to LA and stuff and you're like, I'll drive. I'm like, okay. Because I like <laughs> it because I know you naturally we got drive there 45 minutes early on this last You trip. naturally drive like 90. Yeah. And I love that. I, I'm like, and I'm scared to get a ticket. It's literally what it is. I don't want to get pulled over. Whereas Joe just, he flies. I love it. I yeah. think it's the best. I, I, my problem is I'm overconfident. So when I drive Luke's truck, that's I'm like, 100% well, that's true. my biggest problem is yeah. I'm just overconfident. I'm like, oh, I just tell I'm like, I've driven trucks, trucks. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm just like, it's no big deal. It's just a truck. And but Luke's I'm always truck, like, that's a, that's a mistake. In to, Luke's to truck, like, I agree it's a mistake. In Luke's yeah. truck, you could kill other people, but you're not going to get hurt. Yeah. That's a, and that's Ashley a always says, because that's the whole thing is I'm like, I, I've, I, I haven't been in a wreck since I was like 16 or 17. I'm, I'm, you know, I've raced cars, and so I'm, I know how to control this thing. If it slides, I'm fine. You know I'm how to fine. bump draft. I know how to bump, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so I, and every time she goes, yes, but why do you assume that other people do that? She's right. Ooh, and that's I'm a like, good point. no, she's 100% right. And yeah. she's like, dude, even the way that I change lanes, with nobody else around, if it's just me and the other car that I'm coming up on, I will pass them within inches. Yep. And she's like, what the frick is wrong with you? And I'm right. like, I don't know. I think there's something wrong with me. I, I, I don't think I did that as much before I started riding motorcycles, but I think riding motorcycles affected that because in, in, in mo when you're riding a motorcycle, like people are like, oh, so they're so dangerous. I have avoided accidents on motorcycles that on the car I would have been in. I would have yeah. been in a wreck. Yeah, yeah. Because you have this much that you're having to control. It's this wide. You can maneuver that just about anywhere. And I, I realized when I was driving motorcycles all the time that... I started passing people really close because yeah. you can see it very right. clearly. It, yeah. And I think it affected the way I drive, too. Uh, Ryan drove in London, and... Uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> he told, there, were, there were three passengers in the car. I stole Philip's car. Yep, made Philip, Philip, made Philip let him drive. Philip was... I was like, oh, I got to drive your car. And he's like, no. And then I just got in the driver's seat, and he's like, ha, ha okay. You, you and I was like... Get in the car, Philip. And I felt bad because I just Ryan, muscled him. Kenny, you and I were like, there is one. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know if I could see daylight between the, the mirror and the bus that he went by. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, did you hit it? I don't even know. And then when he parked it, scraped the rims all the way across the curb. So what's funny but is... But we learned. So it was terrifying. And I, what's funny is it was... And I've driven in Japan and I've driven in London before, but it was years ago. And I was like, I just like driving in foreign countries. I think it's fun. And honestly, London has some of the best drivers in the world. Yeah. So I thought this will be fun. So I drive. And it, what was weird is you're so used to driving from the left-hand side and having all the space on the right to where you've gotten, like if you think about it, you unconsciously, you're very good with the, your spatial reasoning on the left because yeah. you're on the left. When you're on the right... Your spatial reasoning is thrown off. Oh man! Because you're like, oh, I can get close to that. Well, you forget you've got three feet to your left, so it's like you yeah. can't get as close as you thought. Right. So there were a number of times where I was like, oh, that was that was close for me. Like yeah. I actually so, think that yeah. was scary. And it, by the grace of God, I didn't run into something. And then when we're parking it, their curbs are really high, 
And so, and their whole thing is London is so serious about getting close to the curb. Like an inch. They you ticket like you inch. if you're over like a few inches away from the curb, they give you a ticket. So not on the concrete. Like right up against the curb. Right, right up against it. So I was like, okay, I got to get real close. And so I'm doing it slow. And then you hear this <laughs> like super loud. Oh, it was and so I was like, Philip, I feel like an idiot. I'm so sorry. I will pay for it. Let me, oh, we'll go look at wheels right now. And that, he started laughing and he's like, go get out and look at the rims. And their rims are destroyed. And look, and look around at yeah. all the rims. Even nice uh, cars, their rims are destroyed because that's how they check to see how close. They actually purposefully rub the rim to make sure make they're sure close they're enough close to the curb. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I, was, I felt so dumb. I will say when I backed into that car the other day, um, a couple weeks ago, when yeah. we both backed into each other, I have been so gun shy. Yeah, like, oh, 100%. Like today, I was at the gym and I passed the spot and I thought, oh, back up and get it. I said, nope. Isn't I literally funny? said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm going to drive around. Like, but yeah. it was like, I literally just all of a sudden got this like, uh, yes. no, I'm not going to do that. I had, so it uh, last, no, a couple years ago, I think it was during COVID. Uh, I had a table saw accident where the, the piece bound shot back at me. It was yeah, kicked back and yeah. it, it ham like bad in my side. So I shut everything down, didn't work the rest of the night. And I was like, okay, that's fine. A couple few days went by and I was like, okay, I got to get out and finish this project. I go out into the shop. Dude, I was legitimately scared to work the table saw yeah. mm-hmm. on normal cuts. I was gun shy. And I was weird. I'm like, oh shoot. That's what like like in a very minor thing, and I'm not comparing this to mental health, but like there was a little PTSD where I was like scared to continue. And I thought, oh, that's why when people get in horrible wrecks. Yeah. And I was like, why are they so weirded out? And like, I I had a tiny little backup accident and I was gunshot. Yeah. It freaked me out mainly because I still have a pretty decent scar. And it's about an inch lower than my than the your lowest rib, your floating yeah. rib. And I thought that would have shattered my shot. rib. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's a liver shot. That's it why felt it like a fight where you're yeah. like in a liver shot where you're just like, I'm down, yeah. I'm out. All right. Let me let me see if I'm reading this right. Josh, your body language is the moment they stop talking, I'm going to end this podcast. Yes, <laughs> that's why he's, we're not going to stop talking. He's, doing, he's talking. doing this. He's doing this. He's like. <laughs> Back he's, to the, he's nodding. He's not about to touch the. No, uh, uh, back okay, to the uh, Philip thing. You didn't steal his car. You carjacked. No, no. Him. Keep I, talking. I basically carjacked because he was help. in the car. I tried. He's carjacked yeah. him. Yeah, I did. It. It, it felt bad. Yeah. We're still good friends. This is yeah. a good, good thing to end with. Oh, is it? Yeah. If dogs go woof, cats go meow, ducks go quack, etc. What is the generalized sound for humans? Oh, it's a fart. <laughs> yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, is that, that's, that's, that's what it. I think it is. <laughs> I would have said rough. So, rough. It's, what's, it's, that's the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen the far, far Side? Gary Larson's Far Side is probably the greatest works of mankind. If you've never read them, they are the best. They're little comics. I got my son into them, and he is addicted to them. Did you just them. explain Far Side to us? Do you know Far Side? Uh, do do you, everybody know Far Side? Really? Yeah. You, you assume we know Ken Block, but you explain Far Side. That, well, that's why, Side. that's why, that's um, why I explained You don't know it. Far Side? Oh, thank you, Josh. <laughs> Vindication is strong today. Okay, so maybe maybe it's uh, thirty and under. Yeah, maybe thirty and under. That's probably what it is. They have a, a comic in there that is one of the best. It's one of the most memorable ones. You know how I, I don't know why it strikes me still is so funny. He reverses roles all the time. So cows are like the people, mm-hmm. and the cows are driving by in the car, and there's a field full of people, and the cows are driving by going yak 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 yak. <laughs> so it's very, apparently yak is the or murmur. <laughs> I guess that's the same idea. Like, murmur. Murmur, 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 murmur. I think South Park. Rubble, 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 rubble with the heads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know that's where uh, the word barbarian came from? South Park? No. Uh, the, 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 the English, the other people 
would speak and they didn't know the language. And they, it, to them, it sounded like bar, 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 bar. And so they ended up calling them like, as a, like mocking, they called them bar, bar, like bar bars. And then it just became barbarians. Barbarians. Huh. And so that's, that's where that like word originated from. The entomology of barbarians. Do you have ah. any uh, real thoughts on what the sound of humans are? I, to me, it's yak because of far side. Okay. Yakety yak. Yakety yak yak. Floyd, hmm. what do you think it is? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go Seinfeld on it. Yada, yada, yada. Hmm. Ooh, that's pretty good. Pretty I good. think it's just breathing. A lot, of, a lot of breathing. A lot of mouth breathing. A lot of mouth breathing. A lot of mouth breathers. I yeah. watched uh, Joy Coy, the beginning of a Joy Coy. Uh, What's Joy Coy? He's, he's a, a stand-up a comedian. Oh, it's a guy. Yeah. yeah. I don't... I, he was doing a... I didn't want to like him, but I think he's funny. He's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, he was doing a, a bit on sleep apnea, and that... The breathing thing made me think of that. He does a great bit on his newest one about sleep apnea. But that felt like that we should not end on that. <laughs> we should not end on that. He, but it's okay. <laughs> nope, nope. Because he has sleep apnea. I like apnea. it when it's not explained, uh, though. Yeah. Yeah. He does a bit. He nope. Does a bit. That's it. He, <laughs> does, <laughs> he does a bit. Check it out. For your, do I'll, your own research. Do your own research, everybody. <laughs> it's on Netflix. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. This is You Won't Hate It. I'm <laughs> but Josh. You might, but you might hate it. I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Floyd. I'm Banana. I'm yakety yak yak. Yada yada yada. Oh, that is funny.